curbside pickup has taken off, but nearly half of consumers surveyed admit their experience has been poor or a little rocky. Medallia Zingle helps restaurants quickly pivot to a seamless curbside experience with real-time messaging. Start your free trial today at medallia.com slash tryzingle. Ghost kitchens are alive and well these days. Hello, this is Jonathan Mays, Editor-in-Chief of Restaurant Business, and in this week's episode of A Deeper Dive, I speak with Alan Phillips, the Chief Creative Officer of one such ghost kitchen operator, Reef Kitchens. Ghost kitchens are expanding quickly around the country, and investors have poured a ton of money into these companies, banking on a new business model that takes advantage of the growth and delivery demand. Yet there are a lot of these ghost kitchens, and delivery itself still has long-term questions. This episode features one of the biggest and most interesting names in the ghost kitchen business. Reef has a unique model because it is the operator of the restaurants inside its ghost kitchens, which are opened quickly in modular units installed in parking lots in urban areas. The company is building these very fast and apparently has the demand to fill its spaces. Alan discusses the benefits of this model and of the ghost kitchen trend. Please have a listen. Okay, I am here with Alan Phillips. Alan, welcome to the podcast. It is my pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. All right. So uh, first off, why don't we? Uh, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about Reef Kitchens and uh, what how things are going right now? Well, everything's going quite well, uh, all things considered. Um, Reef uh, is a startup out of Miami that was founded two and a half years ago by a guy named Ari Ohalbo. Uh, he raised some money from, from SoftBank and um, brought together, merged three or two or three of the largest parking lot management companies in the United States and Canada, uh, so North America, giving us about 4,800 locations in um, North America and the ability to reach 70% of the North American urban population. Um, with more density in cities like San Francisco than, you know, Starbucks and, and other, you know, proliferating retailers. Um, and the intention and what, what we are doing now, um, which has been started way before COVID, is transforming these pieces of underutilized urban real estate, a.k.a. parking lots, into last block neighborhood hubs providing essential services. So if you think about a parking lot as an app store, for instance, where each space represents a different app and a different amount of potential revenue, when you take it and you utilize it for 10 functions instead of one, so instead of just doing parking, you are doing distribution and logistics, uh, delivery-only kitchens, um, convenience and retail, urban farming, and many, many, many other applications, you can, you know, greatly increase the value of the, uh, the uh, property and the return on investment for the uh, parking lot owner. Mm -hmm. So um, one of the core businesses um, that we developed pre-COVID is uh, delivery only virtual kitchens. Some people call them ghost kitchens. Uh, we call them uh, neighborhood kitchens. And um, we have some very specific advantages in the space and are currently have about 100 kitchens in 20 markets. 
and um, things are going incredibly well, um, and we're getting to help a lot of people um, in the hospitality and restaurant business who we, we genuinely care for. And so, you know, we get to do well by doing good. Super. And so now how many, how many of the actual kitchens do you have uh, operating right now? We have around a hundred. Um, it changes every day because mm-hmm. um, we're, we're, we're a hyper growth company. So um, the growth continues on an ongoing basis. And um, we are in 20 uh, markets right now. Um, all of the, all of the ones that you would be most aware of mm-hmm. in uh, both the, the United States and Canada. So, um, and so you've, you've had some, you've, you've inked some pretty interesting deals with a number of different uh, restaurant chains, haven't you? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, they're at all at different stages of development. Uh, right now uh, we have you know, David Chang and, and Fuku, um, doing, uh, some really interesting stuff on the platform. Um, obviously David Chang made, you know, mm-hmm. the Momofuku, the mastermind behind Momofuku. Um, we have, you know, Michael's Genuine and Michelle Bernstein. So Michael Schwartz and Michelle Bernstein, both, uh, launching this coming week, um, with delivery only concepts. Uh, we have, uh, Jack's wife, Frida out of New York, BurgerFi. Um, incredible regional burger chain, uh, Nathan's Hot Dogs. Um, basically, you know, big chains, small local operators, and you know everything in between. Um, it's really our like when I talked about the advantages of our platform. Would you like me to to go into that now? Sure. Because uh, I can I can kind of give you yeah the view. Of why it's so intriguing for, for these partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, first off, compared to other uh, ghost kitchen operators, we have the real estate already. Mm-hmm. So we have nearly 5,000 locations where we can place kitchens that we control today. So if you are a, a competing operator, you need to go and take on you know, a retail space or a, a, a commissary kitchen or whatever it is, we can move a lot faster than that. Those locations are closer to the company than anyone else's. So even if they went out and got real estate, we are like, if we put, you know, a kitchen on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, we can deliver to that entire neighborhood in under 30 minutes, mm-hmm. which you know, as we all know, hot hamburgers taste better than cold hamburgers, which is what it is. The food sits longer, the less good it tastes. Um, then in addition to that, we operate everything ourselves. So we, when we work with people like David Chang, we learn his systems, we learn his recipes, we pilot them and perfect them. And once they're perfected, we grow them through our system. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we can take, let's say, if you had a restaurant in downtown Denver and you wanted to expand throughout the Denver metropolitan area, we can put your 
concept into multiple kitchens, allowing you to deliver to the entire city as opposed to just the three mile radius of your uh, restaurant. Mm -hmm. And then we also can expand you to our other major markets into kitchens in, you know, California, I mean, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Chicago, uh, New York, wherever you want to be, we can open kitchens with you in these locations. Um, we, we usually run about four, four concepts out of one kitchen. And um, we can expand your footprint dramatically in a short period of time with no capital expense to the brand. Um, and there's no other platform that I know of in the uh, hospitality or restaurant business that can do something like that. Needless to say, most, most entrepreneurial things, it's, it's more like a, a, a digital construct. Mm -hmm. And uh, in our case, we're applying that, that digital thinking to the uh, physical world and real estate and kitchens. Mm -hmm. And then the final thing is we use mobile kitchen vessels. So uh, the, the vessels, we're in our 11th version of them right now. They keep getting more technologically advanced and, you know, optimized as we develop them. But um, the mobile kitchen vessels, once again, allow us to move much more quickly than the general, you know, kitchen licensing process. So this is basically just sort of a like a... Um sort of a pre-manufactured facility that you plop down on these parking lots. Is that how that works? I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't oversimplify it to say it's, you know, if, if anything, I would say it's, you know, like the iPhone of kitchens. Um, it's, it's definitely heavily engineered to maximize storage output, um, employee safety and uh, comfort all, all the different aspects that are required to make sure that you can run a proper kitchen. The, mm -hmm. the only difference here is that, you know, our kitchens have wheels. Yeah. So, but you're not, you're not building from the ground up. You're basically transporting something else to the site. That's basically a kitchen for these sites. That's, but that's enabled you to ramp up quickly because a hundred sites this fast is well, really fast. Yeah. <laughs> we intend to have uh, around 300 by the end of the year. Uh -huh. And so, but now... And obviously, this is accelerating uh, through COVID. Well, yeah. Uh, so, but you, so you are the operator, though. I mean, you're, you're the operator of these concepts. So you're operating, you know, you'll be operating the burger fives that go in there. That's, is that right? Yes. Okay. We so, operate on behalf of our partners uh -huh. in, in licensing agreements. Sure. And um, I would say, you know, yes, we are the operator, but more importantly, we're the platform. Mm -hmm. uh, we're developed, like, we look at ourselves as the infrastructure enabling, uh, you know, entrepreneurs to maximize the value of their creative capital. Uh -huh. So you're like the HMS host of Ghost Kitchens. Um, I, I guess I, I'm not, I don't know exactly the what, airport, how, you know, they're, the uh, <laughs> I did they're, go to Cornell. So I remember he's seeing HMS host a lot, uh, but I don't know that much about them. So yeah, I can't say exactly. Yes. My, my, my listeners know what I'm talking about. 
it's so you're you <laughs> it's uh the my listeners know what i'm talking about it's it's a they're they're a, they're a, they're a brand operator in airports so they yeah, have so the facilities like and, and things like that yeah so they have the facilities they license you know they license uh you know all sorts of different brands including local brands including um a lot of uh you know obviously national well-known brands regional concepts almost anything and then they license them and then they operate them out of airports that's that's how it works and it seems like to yes. me Rafe is is does that but for parking yeah. lots so uh, hms is like otg something right? yes someone mm-hmm. yeah so yes there's definitely similarities in the business model mm-hmm. uh the only thing is like you know uh Municipal locations and airports are are limiting in terms of certain things you can and can't do. Um, And I would think that we have a lot more flexibility and therefore even the playing field a lot for the, you know, we can work just as well with, uh, you know, a large corporation as we can with a small local operator. Mm -hmm. Like, there's really no difference in the process. Uh, we learn the recipes, we run a pilot, we execute, and then we grow. Mm-hmm. And we can offer that service to any and all, uh, you know, le- levels of people within the industry. And we really do take pride. And we just we just launched uh, a brand called Crispy Rice in Miami, uh, and it's you know performing incredibly well. And this is a this is a sushi concept um, from uh, Sam Bazarian and the uh, C three group, and um, you know it's not like a known thing. It's not like my point is it's not like a huge brand. It's not Wendy's or Burger King, right? It's it's a a fairly new concept, but it has getting incredible traction. Uh, because we're able to put it where people want it and do some great digital storytelling alongside it. Mm-hmm. So you've, you've had uh, some, some, some demand from operators during the, the pandemic. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, in a way, uh, the world, what we were having to convince the world of what we were doing pre COVID, um, we were doing well. We had a lot of concepts in market and they were performing well, but it was still like a sales process. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the future that we saw coming in, you know, five to 10 years kind of came in five to 10 weeks and the world started moving in our direction as opposed to the, the opposite way. And we've been doing our best to maximize value for both our company and the operators that'll be best on our platform. And, you know, as mentioned, quite often that's, you know, a local restaurateur with a really great product and a really great following who we're able to, you know, bring back to life um, in this crisis and drive profitable revenues with no capital expense. Hmm. And, um, so, and, and you're getting you're getting it from from chains and independents, or is it more chains or more independents? Um, uh, it, it's completely all, all across the board. Chefs, mm-hmm. uh, independents, uh, regional regional chains, national chains, um, 
celebrities, like <laughs> all across the board. Um, <laughs> there's there's a, a fair amount of interest from a lot of different directions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that we're hearing is that demand for space in in delivery only kitchens is is extremely high uh as in um there's more demand than there currently is supply are you finding that out is that happening with uh, you, guys? you know I, I i don't really I, I can't really comment on like the the intricate details of of what it is that goes on in a day in day out basis but as mentioned you know the the business the demand has has grown exponentially and um, yeah, I, we don't have a demand problem. Mm -hmm. Why? Why do you think that we don't, is? We why, don't have a brand problem. <laughs> why? Why do you think that that you you have so many people jumping on on you know uh, onto this bandwagon so fast? I think similar to you know an Amazon or an App Store for iTunes, like we we offer an incredible turnkey platform and solution that didn't exist before. I mean, it's not like I'm going to an operator and saying, give me a check for, you know, $15,000 so you can rent my kitchen. That's not, that's not what we're doing here. You know, we're really to work with the industry to figure out how the future is going to look and to provide a solution that can supplement the current restaurant model so you know we all know rent like despite covid before covid rents were rising it was harder and harder for restaurants to be profitable and you know if you can work with us and and by the way quite often you know restaurants don't really profit off their delivery just like a hotel doesn't profit off its uh, room service so we we are able to provide that service in such a way that it's cost effective and profitable for both the operator and us. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So what's, what's, what's the real, okay, actually one, here's one question. What's the, so what's the fee structure? I mean, how, I mean, I assume that you're paying a percentage of the revenues to, to, uh, you know, to the brand owners. Yes. We, mm -hmm. uh, we pay a licensing fee to the brand owners uh, based upon gross sales. Um, and the licensing fee is equal for everyone on our platform and aligned with the majority of, you know, general licensing practices mm -hmm. um, within our industry. Right. So no, no real surprises, but, uh, you know, if you want to sign an NDA, we can go into it more deeply. <laughs> that might not work for a podcast, I don't think. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. So, but, uh, all right. But, yeah, but like a typical licensing structure you pay, they, you know, I mean, they get, so essentially, I mean. We so, handle all capital expense. They they get paid a percentage of gross revenue. Okay. So what's the operator's or what's the brand's responsibility? What's David Chang's responsibility in this? Uh, the responsibility of our partners is to one document their their IP and creative capital and recipes, to work with us to train the 
staff, which in the COVID times very often happens to be the staff of the restaurant tour themselves because we're putting a tremendous amount of people to work that, uh, you know, need this, need these opportunities. Um, and then from there, we really work alongside them with our brand success and marketing team to treat it like a opening of a new brick and mortar location. So if, you know, Fuku is available in, uh, DC as opposed to being available in New York and they weren't available there before, all the same storytelling elements need to be in place to get people excited and intrigued about where their ability to now order the brand. So there's certain marketing requests and requirements that um, the brand is responsible for. And then uh, there's, you know, total quality control management, things that we work together on to make sure that we maintain the standards of the brands. Mm -hmm. And, and what's the, I mean, I guess what's, what's the benefit for an independent going, going this route? Because this is a, I mean, it's a fairly different uh, for a lot of uh, operate, uh, a lot of independent operators. I'd imagine this is a fairly different sort of business that they'd, you know, usually these guys are, you know, accustomed to operating themselves and now they license their brand brand to someone else and that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, once again, COVID has kind of opened everyone's eyes to the challenges and, and vulnerabilities of the industry. Um, for a local operator, I think the, I think this opportunity is, is life altering. Um, let's say, you know, you own Joe's sandwich shop in Brooklyn and, you know, people have been writing about your sandwich shop for 50 years. Um, but as, as is with most mom and pop businesses, you know, you might be able to open a second location with, with mom and pop. Pop could do one, mom could do the other. And then if you try to open a third, the whole thing falls apart because mom and pop don't have uh, the third person to do mm -hmm. <laughs> what, what to keep, keep the growth going. So our infrastructure allows that, once again, the creative capital, those, those recipes, that brand, to grow uh, exponentially in multiple geographies, creating tremendous um, revenue potential and the ability to gain, you know, a supplementary source of income to your core business um, without taxing um, your, you know, operational infrastructure which is the problem for the majority of, yeah. of these type of operators. Right, right. So why did you settle on, I, I find it fascinating you guys opted to do a licensing model because I, if I'm, I might be mistaken, but that seems a little bit unusual, at least with the ghost kitchen strategies that I've seen. Why did you settle on um, we think We think a lot about, as I said earlier, like doing well by doing good. And we you know, looked at our strengths and looked at the strengths of, you know, the people we serve. And we felt that this was the best way for us to grow, um, reach our growth targets and help people, you know, really flourish in, uh, in this new system. Um, you know, the, the few thousand dollars, like we're not in, this is not a, 
a rental play. We're, mm-hmm. we're trying to, to build a world-class uh, organization, technology company. And so we're really, this is one, one prong. And, you know, we felt this was the best way for the people we serve, for the restaurateurs and for others. I mean, you know, I, I heard of some, you know, a lot of uh, stressful stories of, of people renting uh, kitchens and trying to do this on their own. I mean, it's, if it was easy, everyone would do it. It's not. Yeah. And so, um, all right. I, I, it's fascinating. So um, now you have, uh, do, do all uh, delivery providers uh, deliver from Reef Kitchens or do you have specific deals with specific companies or is it depend where the, or is uh, it right right? now we deliver through Uber Eats, mm-hmm. Postmates, uh, Grubhub and DoorDash. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is our, our network of delivery partners. Uh, and yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's our, that's who you do you anticipate doing like expanding beyond that? Like ever consider like maybe doing self delivery, especially given sort of the, where you guys are located. I mean, if you're located close to a lot of different, um, to a lot of different residences, I mean, you, you, you could see a theor you could certainly see a, a scenario in which you could deliver directly from, from, from a reef kitchen. Yeah. So we, we already, uh, first off, we call them neighborhood kitchens. Oh. Um, but, uh, we, uh, we already do di- distribution logistics, uh, for like Fresh Direct and, and DHL and and other partners of uh, of ours. So you know, imagine you're an online retailer and you um, store the 200 most ordered items from your platform in a parking lot. Technically, you could deliver to a certain radius in under 30 minutes, right? So we already do mm-hmm. deliver. Um, we also believe very, very deeply in strong long-term partnerships. And so as the delivery business continues to expand, we'll continue to adjust our strategy um, to make sure that we are in the best place for our customers and for our partners. Yeah, super. Um, Excellent. I think that's a uh, good place to uh, stop. I really appreciate it. This was a, a fascinating look inside of uh, 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 your, your company. It's really interesting stuff. Yeah. I mean, uh, I would love to just finish by saying it, sure. it's like, I, I, it's an honor for us to be able to serve the, uh, the restaurant community. And, uh, we're really thankful for people like yourself to help tell this story and, and, uh, help bring more people back to work. Before we go today, I would like to put in a plug for two new podcasts at restaurant business. First is Buzzworthy Brands from my colleague, Heather Lally, who every other week interviews a new growth chain in the restaurant space. And there is RB Daily, your daily dose of the day's most important news from the editors of Restaurant Business. Subscribe to both on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And that does it for this week's episode of A Deeper Dive, which, as always, was edited by the wonderful Kimberly Kazmarek, artwork by Nico Hines and Sarah Stewart. You can find this on other episodes of the podcast on our website at www.restaurantbusinessonline.com backslash article backslash deeper dash dive. You may also subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Jonathan Mays, your host and the podcast producer. Thank you for listening. Curbside pickup has taken off, but nearly half of consumers surveyed admit their experience has been poor or a little rocky. Medallia Zingle helps restaurants quickly pivot to a seamless curbside experience with real-time messaging. Start your free trial today at medallia.com slash tryzingle. Music